Canon EOS 90D full specifications and promotional video appears to have been leaked, and the same is the case with the Canon EOS M6 Mark II. All of this on episode 33 of the Liam Photography Podcast. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 33. So I wanted to start off this episode by saying I apologize to my listeners uh, that I wasn't able to do an episode last week. I was in uh, northeastern Pennsylvania on vacation. That was the first vacation I've had in probably seven or eight years. I mean, extended vacation, um, which was nice, and I got a chance to see my mom and my aunt and uncle uh, spent some time with my son. I picked him up on the way up there, and he went with me. And um, I got to spend some time with my mom's mom, my grandma Kithcart, on my mom's side of the family. She's uh, developing severe dementia, so it's getting you know, really rough. She frequently doesn't remember anybody in the family. So, but other times she can remember, you know, some things in the past and sit and talk with you for a couple hours about them. Uh, yeah, I just needed some time off to recharge my batteries, but I am back this week, and I don't want to depress my listeners at all, so uh, I wanted to jump in, and I know people are probably going to poo-poo the fact that uh, the last couple of weeks I've been talking quite a bit about these new Canon cameras that are rumored to be getting ready to drop, and the main reason why I am is, yes, of course, I'm a Canon shooter myself. But I'm also intrigued, especially about the EOS 90D, um, because if you remember back in late 2018, in one of the first episodes of this show, I predicted that Canon was going to replace the 80D and the 7D Mark II, that they were going to discontinue the 7D line, and that more than likely they were going to combine those two cameras, upgrade the features a bit, the image sensor and stuff like that, and release it as the 90D. Um, so that their uh, sport shooters that use APS-C or crop body would still have an awesome camera to use. A lot of my friends, like I said before, had the 7D and then later the 7D Mark II. They absolutely love it. It's a great camera for shooting sports. Uh, my friend uh, Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography Podcast, he shoots a lot of high school sports with the 7D Mark II. He's a phenomenal photographer, even though he considers himself only a hobbyist. Don't let him blow smoke up your, up your chimney because he's actually extremely talented. And he's also really good uh, with post-processing. He's created some really beautiful uh, composite images of the students that he's photographed using his skills in Photoshop, I believe. At least I believe it's Photoshop he's using because... Uh, He's doing some really amazing stuff with that. And he's an all-around fantastic guy. And I've, I've talked to him numerous times on Facebook, and, and he's been hoping that Canon was going to come out with a replacement for the 7D Mark II. And when I told him that I'd heard from my sources that they were discontinuing the 7D line, he was a bit bummed out. And I said, well, I said, but as I predicted on my show, my sources are telling me that the 7D and the 80D are going to get combined into a new camera that they're going to call the 90D, and it's going to have the best of both bodies, you know, as well as an image sensor upgrade and some other stuff. So that, that made him perk up a bit, and he's been waiting to see if it was actually going to happen, and uh, that's why I've been talking about it so much the last couple of weeks, because it's currently one of the biggest things that's going on in the camera world. 
as I said, there's a lot of APSC sports shooters out there that have been looking for a new body and hoping that Canon was going to deliver one, and now it looks like they definitely are. So anyways, let's get on to the first item on this week. Um, so this is from uh, August 21st. Um, it looks like somebody leaked an official Canon EOS 90D promotional video uh, because it has Canon's watermarks all over it. It even says EOS 90D in their standard fonts and everything. I mean, somebody could have faked it, I guess, but it looks pretty legitimate. Um, these are the specifications from the video. Uh, the 90D is rumored to have a 32.5 megapixel APS-C sensor, uh, 45 AF points that are all cross-type, the Digic 8 processor, 10 frames per second shooting, which will make uh, folks like my friend Jeff Harmon happy because it'll be great for sports. Uh, it's supposed to have 4K video at 30p and 25p. Full HD at 120p and 100p, which of course is 1080. Uh, optical view, viewfinder with face detection. 100% viewfinder coverage. 20 or 220k dot RGB plus IR metering. A very angle touchscreen, dust and water resistance, and it is also going to have an optional battery grip, the BGE14. So if all of these specs are true, it sounds fantastic. It sounds like it's going to be one heck of a great APS-C sports camera. Uh, I love the fact that it's got the uh, nice higher resolution sensor. I'm not sure off the top of my head what the sensor is on the 7D. I want to say it's like 20 or maybe 24, somewhere around there. And I think it's about the same for the 80D. Um, so it's getting a nice bump up. You know, after they combined the two cameras into a single body, and you know, which gave us the 90D. Um, if it is going to have a 32.5 megapixel sensor, that's great. That's a bump up. It's going to have the newer Digic 8 processor, which a lot of people love. It's great at processing uh, and doing its work, especially when you want to shoot uh, sports. You know, where there's where you're doing a lot of continuous 10 frame per second shooting. The better the processor inside the camera is, the better your performance with the camera will be. So all of that is. Fantastic. Now, the battery grip is great. I know uh, another friend of mine, Jared Poland from Frodo's Photo, has complained nonstop uh, ever since Nikon announced the Z6 and Z7 and then released them that they did not offer a real battery grip for those cameras. What they instead offered was a battery pack add-on thing that I guess lets you use, I think, two batteries in the camera at once, but it gives you no additional functionality. You don't get the additional shutter button. Uh, you don't get any of the extra control buttons that photographers like to have with a standard battery grip, especially because a lot of photographers, you know, they buy the battery grip and they shoot mostly portraits. So they've constantly got the camera turned to portrait uh, orientation, and it's nice to still have your shutter and your other important control buttons at the top of the camera. So if you have a battery grip, like the awesome battery grips that Canon makes for their cameras, and Nikon has also made for theirs in the past, but for some reason they decided not to make one for the Z bodies, uh, you would still have all of your functional controls that you use most frequently when you had your, your camera turned to the portrait orientation instead of landscape. And it just makes life easier for photographers and like I said, I know Jared's been pissing and moaning ever since the Z6 and 7 were announced because Nikon decided not to create a battery grip for either of those bodies, and that really pissed him off. 
<laughs> which I don't blame him. He does a lot of portrait work. Um, but Canon, as always, they uh, they generally always release battery grips for their bodies, and they do a great job with the battery grips. They're very nice. They're comfortable to use. The functionality is great. I've had some people say that, oh, you need to stick with the Canon or Nikon battery grips. Don't buy third-party ones. You know, you can't rely on them, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. Uh, to be honest, though, I tend to dis disagree, and I'll tell you why. To be honest, with all of the cam Canon cameras I've owned over the years, I've only ever had two actual Canon battery grips. Uh, a number of years ago, I bought uh, a Canon, one, uh, Canon 5D Classic from a gentleman that I met on Craigslist, and he had the Canon battery grip with it, so you know I got the whole thing as a package deal. And right now, I have the Canon EOS R mirrorless full-frame camera, and I did buy the optional battery grip for that because of my real estate photography. Um, I can go through a single battery fairly quickly in a day of shooting, you know, because I frequently shoot hundreds, if not thousands, of photos per day. And um, so having the extra battery and the battery grip is great. Plus, I like the feel of it with the battery grip better because I have you know, considerably larger hands than a lot of people do. So I like the additional beefiness of having the battery grip. Now, I also love that the 90D is rumored to be dust and water resistant. I'm sure the level of dust and water resistance isn't on par with their pro bodies, you know, like the 1DX Mark II or the 5D Mark IV or the EOS R, but I can't say that for sure. I do love the fact, uh, for those that want to have it, that it does have 4K video at 30 and 25p and that it has uh, full HD at 120 and 100, which I believe 120 is generally used for your slow motion video. Uh, so that should make a lot of people happy. And I love the fact that it has 100% viewfinder coverage. I, I never understood, and I, and I know they do it for specific reasons to reduce costs, blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that, get you to buy an upgraded camera, yada, yada, yada. I've always personally thought it was idiotic to not just give customers 100% viewfinder coverage in all camera bodies. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I, to me, it would just make more sense. Um, but, you know, the camera manufacturers are going to do what they're going to do. So anyways, the specs sound fantastic. Now, for the second part of this story, I want to go to another article where Canon has officially announced all of the specs for the 90D. And this happened a day after the video was leaked. So this came out on August 22nd. And here it is. The EOS 90D is a powerful, fully equipped, interchangeable lens camera, providing you with everything you need at your fingertips to advance your photography as well as your video skills. The EOS 90D shoots a fast 10 frames per second continuous shooting with full autofocus tracking. Paired with a 3-inch very angle LCD touchscreen, the EOS 90D allows you to get creative and photograph your subject from any angle. The camera also comes equipped with a 32.5 megapixel APS-C CMOS sensor and the ability to shoot 4K at 30 frames a second and 1080p full HD video at 120 frame movie rate. The image sensor type is APS-C CMOS, of course, effective pixels approximately 32.5, total pixels approximately 34.4, the aspect ratio is 3 to 2, Sensor cleaning is the EOS integrated cleaning system as always. Color filter type is primary color. Image processor is the Digit 8. 
Uh, lens mount EF and EFS, of course. Focal length equivalent to 1.6, the focal length of the lens. That's only if you're using EF lenses. If you're using EFS, then there's no crop factor to those lenses because they're specifically made for the crop body uh, cameras. The focusing method is dual pixel CMOS AF, which will make a lot of people happy. The AF system and points, 45 cross type AF points. The AF working range is EV minus three to 18 at 23 degrees centigrade and ISO 100. Uh, also has spot AF, one point AF zone and AF large zone. Um, so that sounds great. The AF modes, fast uh, face priority, AF AI focus, one shot AI servo, as well as movie servo, AF continuous, AF eye detection, which I am really surprised because I didn't think they could do eye detection in a uh, DSLR, but maybe they figured out a way to do it. I, I could be wrong, but I thought I'd always heard from a lot of folks that eye detect autofocus was only possible on mirrorless cameras, but I could be wrong on that, so don't start sending me hate mail. <laughs> All right, so uh, the horizontal approximately, the AF area is approximately 88%. Vertical, it's 100%. The AF lock, locked when shutter button is pressed halfway. The AF assist beam, intermittent firing of built-in flash or emitted by optical dedicated speed light. AF micro adjustment, adjust all lenses by same amount, adjust by lens. Um, manual focus is selected on the lens itself, of course. Uh, exposure control, it has uh, viewfinder shooting approximately 220,000 pixel RGB plus IR metering sensor, 216 zones at 18 by 12 TTL full aperture metering. Live view shooting and movie recording, 384 zone metering with image sensor. EV is 1 to 20 optical viewfinder, EV minus 2 to 20 live view. The metering range is EV 0 to 20 when movie recording. Auto in one shot AF mode will evaluate if metering exposure is locked when focus is achieved. The AE lock manual by AE lock button in P, TV, AV, and manual mode, plus or minus 5 EV in one third or one half stop increments of the, using the viewfinder. Uh, plus or minus three EV in one third or one half stop increments in live view or movie mode. The AEB is plus or minus three EV one third or one half stop increments. Auto is uh, 100 to 12,800 min and 100 to uh, 25,600 maximum in one stop increments. The ISO sensitivity, manual 100 to 25,600 in one-third stop increments, expandable to 51,200 equivalent. Minimum limit may change depending on the lens. Now for the shutter, vertical travel, mechanical, focal plane shutter, electronically controlled at all speeds. Uh, creative zone 1 to 16,000, uh, 1 to 1 and 30 seconds for bulb mode, basic zone, one eight thousandths of a second and one second. Available range varies by shooting mode. White balance, the type of white balance, auto white balance with the image sensor, auto white balance, ambience priority, white priority, daylight, shade, cloudy, tungsten, light, white fluorescent light, flash, custom, color temperature setting, white balance compensation, 
uh, blue slash amber, plus or minus nine, magenta and green, plus or minus nine. Custom white balance is possible. Yes, you can configure one and it can be registered into the camera. White balance bracketing, plus or minus three levels and single level increments. The viewfinder type is, of course, a pentaprism because it is a DSLR. Coverage is approximately 100% vertical horizontal. Magnification is approximately 0.95 times. Eye point approximately 22 millimeter from eyepiece to lens center. Diopter correction minus 3, 2 plus 1, M-1 uh, diopter. The focus and screen is fixed. Mirror, quick return, half mirror. Um, just looking through the rest of the specs, I don't want to bore you with all of them. I've actually gone through quite a few of them already, but there's a lot, lot more here. Um, and of course, what I'll do is uh, in the show notes for this episode, I'll share a link to this article from the canonrumors.com website. But yeah, I mean, there's tons of specs here. So it looks like everything that they were able to previously pull as far as specs from the leaked video on the 21st did pretty much come true in the official announcement on the 22nd. So again, this should make a lot of shooters happy, especially sports shooters, whether you're a hobbyist or you happen to be a pro. Some pros do still use crop bodies, even though I don't personally. Um, and pr I think it's primarily because they can use the full frame lenses and get more reach with them with the 1.6 crop factor. Uh, but anyways, a lot of people should be excited about this. I'll have to reach out to my buddy Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography Podcast and see if he's planning on picking up one of these 90Ds to replace his current 7D Mark II. I think it'd probably be a good idea for him. And uh, I'm not going to swear to it, but I think he'll probably pull the trigger on that. It's definitely a fantastic camera. Okay, so in the next segment, I want to talk about the leaked promotional video for the Canon EOS M6 Mark II. Now, for those of you that may not know, the EOS, 6, uh, EOS M6 Mark II, rather, is one of Canon's uh, mirrorless APS-C camera bodies, and this is the second one in the M6 line. The video, again, like the one for the 90D, does look like an official video from Canon. It's got their watermarks all over it. But of course, in this day and age, it could be counterfeit. You never know. I will have a link to the video in the show notes so you can check it out yourself. This is what we can gather from the leaked video for the EOS M6 Mark II. Specifications from the video, 32.5 megapixel APS-C sensor, same thing that's in the 90D. Digic 8 processor. Now, this camera is supposedly going to be capable of 14 frames per second. Raw burst to 30 frames per second, up to ISO 26,500. I detect autofocus, AF capable down to minus 5 EV, 4K video, but it doesn't say the frame rate, and full 1080p HD at 120 frames per second for slow motion. And it will also have a removable OLED viewfinder. Now, these specs sound pretty cool. It sounds like, um, if these specs are true, that this could actually be a great little uh, sports camera, especially with the 14 frames per second. Um, if it is accurate, that would make it faster than the 90D. Um, and, it, and of course, being it's a mirrorless body, it would be a lighter body than the 90D. So that would be a win there as well. We will have to uh, check and see if that um, does pan out as being true. Uh, and hopefully it is. That would be fantastic. It would give our hobbyist photographers and uh, semi-pro or hobbyist sports shooters 
two camera bodies to choose from, the 90D at 10 frames per second and the EOS M6 Mark II at 14 frames a second, both of them with the same sensor and both of them with the Digic 8 processor. So that would be really cool. Now I want to switch gears for this section to the actual full specifications as announced by Canon. And it says here the EOS M6 Mark II is a stylish, compact, and lightweight mirrorless camera that doesn't compromise on speed or quality, whether you're shooting stills or movies. The EOS M6 Mark II features the option to add on an electronic viewfinder so that you can shoot the way that feels most comfortable to you. Enjoy a high image quality with the camera's 32.5 megapixel APS-C sensor. Ensure you never miss the shot with a maximum continuous shooting speed of approximately 14 frames per second and a maximum raw burst mode of approximately 30 frames per second. So it looks like the rumors from the video that was leaked a couple of days ago are true. The image sensor type is the APS-C CMOS 32.5 megapixels. Total pixels approximately 25.8, but I think that might be a typo because usually total pixels is a higher number. Uh, image quality, you have L, M, S1, S2, RAW, and CRAW. The sensor cleaning is the EOS integrated cleaning system. The color filter type is primary color. Image processor, digit 8. Lens mount is the EF-M, EF and EFS compatible via mount adapter, the uh, EF to EOS-M mount adapter. Um, so you would be able to use your other lenses on it as well um, with a native adapter from Canon that would uh, ensure that you could use those other types of lenses without having any compatibility or performance issues. Okay, so the focusing type is dual pixel CMOS AS system, maximum focusing area approximate relative to capture image, horizontal 88%, vertical 100%. And uh, let's see here, the maxima, or I'm sorry, the number of focusing area available for automatic selection, face tracking, AF max 143 point. Okay, selectable positions for AF point max 5,481 zones, max number of AF points, same with number of AF area available, max of 143. Focusing brightness range EV minus eight to or minus five to 18. Uh, AF modes one shot AF, servo AF, touch and drag AF, eye detection AF, one shot and servo face and tracking. AF lock, lock when shutter button is pressed halfway with, or via the AE lock button, AF assist beam via LED assist beam, and with EF and EFS lenses, select via autofocus, manual focus switch on the lens. With manual focus on the EFM lenses, select the, via dedicated manual focus button, other customizable buttons, you can toggle AF and MF modes. Manual focus peaking available, Available level high, low, color, red, yellow, and blue. Pretty much the same thing that's in the EOS R and RP for the manual focus peaking, which does come in extremely handy, uh, especially if you have manual only lenses um, that you shoot with, like I do for my real estate photography. I use the amazing Rokinon RF 14 millimeter F2.8 lens, which is a great lens for real estate photography because it allows me to get nice wide shots and the fact that the EOS R has both the focus guides and the focus peaking. Uh, I can't use the focus guides because they only work with lenses that have electronics inside them. 
And of course my Rokinon does not, but the focus peaking works perfectly fine and allows me to get amazing shots without worrying about being out of focus. Now for exposure control, metering modes, 384 zone, 24 by 16 metering with image sensor, center weighted average metering, supported evaluate of metering, supported still images, EV minus two to 20. Uh, metering range for movie is EV zero to 20, AE lock stills, auto manual, and movie mode manual. Exposure compensation, plus or minus 3 EV in one-third stop increments or half-stop increments. AEB, plus or minus 3 EV in one-third stop increments or half-stop increments. And for stills, you have creative zone. Um, ISO is automatic. Uh, you have auto ISO, and you have range of ISO 100 to 25,600. Manually set 100 to 25,600, high equivalent to ISO 51,200, basic zone. ISO auto varies by shooting mode. ISO sensitivity for movies, shooting with auto exposure, ISO auto 100 to 12,800, expanded in creative zone, shooting with manual exposure, ISO auto 100 to 12,800, manually set ISO 100 to 12,800. Shutter type, electronically controlled focal place shutter uh, with 30 to 1 four thousandths of a second, one-third stop increments, bulb total shutter speed range, available range varies by shooting mode. White balance type, auto white balance with the image sensor. You have auto white balance, daylight, shade, cloudy, tungsten light, white fluorescent light, flash, custom, color, temperature. White balance compensation settings, one blue, amber, plus or minus nine levels, magenta green, plus or minus nine levels. Custom white, mode, uh, white balance is possible, however, not available for monochrome, creative filter, or raw burst mode images. The viewfinder type is an optional electronic viewfinder, EVF-DC1 or EVF-DC2. With the EVF-DC2, customizable and toggle via info button. Uh, one is live view image with exposure info. Two is live view image with basic info. Three is live view image with full information. And I'm not going to go into absolutely all of the specs for this camera because there's a lot more here and I don't want to bore my listeners to death. Uh, again, I'll include the links to this article from canonrumors.com so that you can browse through the entire list of specifications for the EOS M6 Mark II. And then you can decide if this is the camera for you. Now, like I said, both of these camera announcements are pretty exciting. Um, in my opinion, either one of these APS-C bodies would be fantastic for hobbyist or amateur sports shooters. You got the EOS 90D, of course, which is what's known as a prosumer camera. It's in between their pro-level cameras and their consumer-level cameras. It kind of gives you the best of, the bo of both worlds with the capabilities that they brought into it from the 80D as well as the capabilities they brought into it from the 7D Mark II. You got 10 frames a second, you got 32.5 megapixel sensor with the Digic 8 processor, and you have all of those same hardware specifications on the EOS M6 Mark II. However, the Mark II is capable of 14 frames a second and raw burst to 30 frames a second. So if you're looking to really have your the most frames per second, and the EOS M6 Mark II might be your better bet. Now, there's no mention in these uh, official spec release articles on the pricing for these camera bodies. I'm sure Canon will be announcing that sometime soon. 
now that they have released the official specifications, um, usually they'll do an official uh, live announcement or video announcement, whatever you want to call it, um, and let you know when you'll be able to pre-order these cameras and what the cost will be. But in my opinion, my humble opinion, either one of these cameras will be fantastic for shooting sports. If you're a, somebody that likes to shoot sports and wildlife, but you don't have the deep enough pockets to buy, you know, something like a 1DX Mark II, um, this, these would definitely be a better option and definitely a lot more cost effective, less, uh, less harmful to your piggy bank, so to speak. And I honestly believe any one of them is going to, either one of them is going to do a fantastic job. The specs are amazing. Uh, between the two cameras, uh, most of the major specs are 100% identical. So you're going to get the same level of awesome performance with either camera. But as I mentioned earlier, um, me personally, if I was trying to decide between these two, I would probably go with the M6 Mark II just because you get the extra four frames a second standard. And raw burst, you get up to 30 frames a second, which is three times what the EOS uh, 90D is capable of. But that's something you're going to have to decide for yourself. Now, the other advantage with the EOS M6 Mark II is it's going to be a considerably lighter camera than the 90D because the 90D is, of course, still a DSLR. So it's got the mirror, the pentaprism, all that extra stuff that the M6 Mark II does not, which will allow the M6 Mark II uh, to be considerably lighter and smaller. Now, the one thing I didn't see mentioned here, and I honestly don't know because I'm not an expert on Canon's uh, M-series uh, mirrorless crop bodies, is whether or not they offer or they will offer a battery grip for the EOS M6 Mark II. Uh, I'm assuming they might, but I could be wrong because, like I said, I'm not an expert on Canon's APS-C mirrorless bodies. Uh, but if you could get a battery grip for that, Yes, it's going to add a little bit of weight to the camera, but I guarantee it'd still be a much lighter package, even with a battery grip, than the 90D would be probably with or without the battery grip, just because of the difference in weight between mirrorless and full frame, and the fact that the M-series cameras tend to be fairly small to begin with. Uh, something similar in size to the, the SL line, or maybe they're a little bit smaller than the SL line, and I'm referring to the SL1, 2, and 3s. Uh, which are fantastic APS-C bodies for people that have smaller hands. They're great for those, those kind of people to do their photography and, and have a camera that's more comfortable. All right, I am going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. You have been listening to episode 33 of the Liam Photography Podcast, uh, back again from vacation last week. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show, which does now include Radio.com. I want to thank the folks at Radio.com for indexing the show on their platform. We really appreciate it. Be sure to swing by the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. You can join the Facebook group. It is a private group uh, to join. You just have to answer one security question, and that is, what is the name of the host of the show, which is myself. You can put either Liam or Liam Douglas. Either one will get you into the Facebook group. You are allowed to post five images every 24 hours uh, to the Facebook group. Please make sure they are your own images. Do not share other photographers' images. Do not steal other photographers' images and post them to the group or you will be blacklisted. Uh, we only want you to post your own stuff in there. If you would like a creative critique on uh, a creative criticism on your images, just put CC please in the post. 
Um, and as I mentioned in earlier episodes, you can either upload one photo every few hours or you can put all five of them in at once and let Facebook create a little slideshow thing for you. Either one is perfectly fine. But again, please do not post other people's work, only your own original work. All right. I want to thank you again for listening, and I will see you again next week in episode 34.